What's up, podcast, and welcome back for another week of kangaroo chasing. And I will say straight off the bat, plans have changed for this episode. So I've interviewed Matt Rigby. He's a newly elected member of the Netherlands National Rugby League Bond Board. Really great chat and um, can't wait to, to share that with you guys. But this episode would have been a long one with it. Of course, I was away last week, as you know. So Big T and I got back together for two weeks worth of golden points. And if we included that and the Matt Rigby interview, it just would have been a crazy long episode. And I don't want to do that to you guys. So we're going to have just golden points only tonight. And there's some good ones because we had World Club Challenge. We had the All-Stars. We had the first International Rugby League game of the year, amongst other things. There's about, I reckon there's about 30 or 40 golden points in this episode for you guys to listen to. So much has been happening all around the Rugby League world. So tonight, it's going to be golden, a special edition, jam-packed golden points episode. And next week, we'll come back and we'll, and we'll speak to Matt Rigby from Netherlands Rugby League. I'm Michael Carboni. This is episode 51 of the Chasing Kangaroos podcast. Mercho, hit the music. You're listening to Chasing Kangaroos, the rugby league podcast for fans who are passionate about seeing the game played in more places. Netherlands Rugby League is easily quickly becoming one of my favourite rugby leagues. You've said that many times. I agree with you. I'm a financial member of the Amsterdam yeah. Cobras. So Are you really? I'm pay- I've paid for the privilege of talking about how great they are. That makes you a Cobras fan. Yeah. Um, I love them too. Uh, the, the reason I love the Cobras, two reasons actually. Number one, when they first, when I first started this podcast, they were the first club to reach out, say right. hello and give me some information. Yeah. Um, and also my junior club was the Cobras, the Denzel Park Cobras. Shut up. So yeah, love the Cobras. Oh, but, that's uh, awesome. Like Netherlands Rugby League, kicking goals, growing. They've got more tests this year than the kangaroos have most years so that's going to be that's saying <laughs> that's something. a great stat but that's awesome man but um we've got some golden points we've got some serious we golden need to points. start them but i want to i want to shout out to two people okay before we do if that's do all right with no, you, biggest. golden point to, to, to the shout outs to the shout outs <laughs> first one's a warning to and this, oh. yeah, this is our regular listener chris reed he's been listening for a long time okay cat like shouts out to me all the time on the dms and um he actually hit a kangaroo this no. week whilst listening to the Chasing Kangaroos podcast. No! So, he sent me photos, may the kangaroo rest in peace, but this is just a warning out there. Please pay attention when you're listening to Chasing Kangaroos. I know it's awesome content, but please pay attention on the road. You're look at, you're staring at me in disbelief. I thing. am! <laughs> but, yeah, very ironic. And, uh, yeah, may the, yeah. May the kangaroo rest Killing in peace. Killing kangaroos. The, um, well, I hope the kangaroo was okay just because he hit him, I guess. You saw the photos. The face says, "I'm not going to keep going." I don't think it yeah. got up and bounced away. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and he was okay, obviously. He's fine. Car yeah. was fine. Kangaroo. Wow. Won't be listening to any more podcasts mm. of ours. Um, the other shout out goes to Sharma Rugby League recruitment. So Luke Sharma, he's played rugby league all over the world, and he's and he's now a recruiter as well. Okay. He recruits um, players across the world, across all levels in Australia. Uh, UK, France, Europe, USA, and Canada. What a job. Hold on. How do, how do I get this job? This could be my OMA. I'll put you in touch. Yeah, great. You can, uh, you can work with Luke at Trauma Rugby League Recruitment, but he's been listening to the show as well. He um, kindly popped our logo on his uh, training singlets. What a dude. Just because he loves what we're doing. 
And mate, we love what you're doing as well. Mm. So we'll put uh, we'll put Shrama Rugby League recruitment details uh, in our show notes. Yeah. And uh, if anyone's interested in playing anywhere around the world, get in touch because I'll be able to help out. And if anyone's interested in hiring me to fly around the world and tell you if you've got a rugby league, I'm also open to that. <laughs> that makes two of us. Yeah. So let's, let's get into some golden points, Big T, because uh, there is plenty. Okay, well, do you want to start? You've been away. You've got so many. Let's go. You go first. <laughs> well, we've got to start with the Challenge Cup, right? Yes. So, Roosters 20, Saints 12. Um, I thought this was a great game. I don't know if you watched it, but I got up early, got got this, my, my young son up with me. He was having his bottle of milk. My daughter got up as well. She yeah. thought she thought St. George were playing, so she let me watch the game. She goes, oh, she thought St. St. Helens was St. George. Oh, okay. So I got away with that one. We got to watch the game together. And uh, I thought Saints played well, man. I know the Roosters won. Yeah. Um, we, I expected a blowout score. Like, I thought it was going to be 40 to 4 or something ridiculous yeah. like that. I think Saints played well. Uh, I know they've played, they've already had three rounds of competition. I know they played it at their home ground. I know the Roosters were traveling. Uh, but Saints had some players out. And I just think they were very competitive. And yep. yeah, I think there were three bomb tries away from winning. One pass or one catch or three catches away from winning the game. Yeah, there was there three tries. And, and Tommy Mackinson doesn't usually drop balls like that. I think he dropped right. two that could have been tries. Right. Um, Theo Farge threw a few passes or, you know, that land didn't hit the player on the chest. Mm. He's normally better than that as well. But I just think they played well. And it was a great game. And I love how Trent Robinson afterwards, he said that he wants to see a four-year schedule. Oh, he's taking um, one of my golden points. Well, there you go, golden point. <laughs> uh, one played in Australia every four years as well, which I think is okay. I don't mind that. I don't mind if it doesn't alternate. But um, I was kind of wondering what your your thoughts were on oh, that. Oh, I love that. I know, I don't understand why we lost that thing where a whole bunch of them went over for preseason. Remember there was a time when South went over and I think Broncos yeah, went over. Yeah, was a couple of years ago. The Dragons went there as oh, well. Oh, the Dragons. I love that. It was kind of random in that it wasn't like the best three or four teams from each competition no, that went over there. No, it was just, anyway, it was just no, like, I think it was anyone who would go. go. Yeah. But I love the idea. I, I don't know if you remember the Super League year, 97. Or was it I 90? remember it. I don't yeah. remember what happened. Well- all the English teams came out and they basically had like a knockout with all the Super League. Oh, that's so Super rad. League England, Super League Australia. It was it was a rad idea, but like the Adelaide Rams were beating like Salford 80 to 6 and shit oh, like God. that. So it wasn't- Go Rams. It wasn't that rad. It was rad for the Rams <laughs> that year. But um, so I, look, I'd love to see that. I think it makes sense to be played in England more often than Australia because- yeah. They, they love it over there. I think it actually should open their season over mm. there. Um, but, yeah, really good. And I think it just goes to show, I think Saints were a lot closer to the Roosters than people thought they could have been. Mm. And I think it just goes to show that what a great side they are, what a great club they are. Well, staying in England, uh, supporter Saints supporter Seth was given the Man of the Match medal from Luke Keary after the Roosters win. And adorably, Seth was quoted saying he aims to win one himself so that he can give it to a fan Later when he grows up. That's really cute. Isn't that amazing? Hopefully he plays for the Dragons one day. Well, yeah, and, and wins it <laughs> and wins against it. anyone but the Tigers. The um, I also just love Luke Huey doing that, Luke, finding, yeah, finding Luke, a kid in the crowd and, and giving him that medal. What a great guy. How well did he play? I just feel like the Roosters, like, they didn't haven't lost a beat. Like, yeah. it's, like if, it's like if you're, like, a real work, live work situation, Cooper Cronk resigns, Luke Keery just becomes Cooper Cronk, yeah. and in comes Flannery. And he's and he played well as well. But like, in workplaces, that doesn't happen. Like the manager leaves and gets promoted, and then some other Shankati comes in, and then they're nowhere near as good. And <laughs> you're like, oh, well, well, I, <laughs> I, I don't know why we lost that other manager, or this is so much worse under them. But they've done an excellent go- job of just you know putting his DNA into the next person. Thank you. You got to envy that club. They did really well. So golden points of the Gold Coast, and the other big game was of course the All Stars or two games. So we had the women, so the Indigenous women ten, the Maori women four. And uh, in the men, it was the other way around. So the Maori men, 30, and the Indigenous, 16. Big T, 
what a game. It was a lot closer than that. I mean, they they had that runaway try in the last couple of seconds, um, but I felt like it was much closer, and it just happened to be that Brandon Smith decided in the 26 minutes that he played that he'd just score almost as many points as he played How good was he? by himself. Like, as speaker, we spoke just now of, like, Kiri coming in for Kronk. Smith's going to come in for Cameron Smith as soon as he yeah. decides he wants to retire. It's just... um. It's just absolutely crazy, both those clubs, the Storm and the Roosters. But this All-Stars game, to me, was like, it, it didn't feel like a trial. It didn't feel like oh, no, these no. guys haven't played rugby league for months. No. Like, it was fast-paced. It was intense. They have a lot of pride in those jerseys. Um, I don't care that they didn't sing national anthems beforehand. I didn't even notice. Like, like I, I just don't get the fuss about all of this. No, like, no. there's so much shit online. Mm. You're obviously very up-to-date with Rugby League Twitter. Mm-hmm. There's so much negativity <laughs> about this oh, stuff. God. And I'm just like, I don't even know why anthems were part of this game in the first place. Right. Like, I really, for me, I don't want to get too political, but, yeah. man, get those, get the Harker and the War Cries done, get the match played, and let's get into the NRL season because it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also, I've, I did a lot of uh, listening to um, Hannah Hollis around the, the, the chat during that State of Origin time, and she so eloquently put the um, argument around it that I've stopped singing it when it's yeah. played at the moment. I stand respectfully and, and listen to it, and I have no problem with other people singing it. But the way that she's described it to me, I also then morally couldn't, um, abide it either. So I've, I'm silently protesting every time it's played and then was was happy to see all those people um, silently protest it and the NRL was sensible enough to just not make it an issue and take it out. Yeah. Um, and, and anyone who boycotted it for it, you know, then they're way more political than I'm, you know, thinking sports should be. Well, anyone who boycotted it, it didn't work because the figures were up on last year. <laughs> So boycott the rest of the season, please. Yeah, <laughs> because and you've missed yeah. the point. The point's not about it's not about an Australian celebration of Australia. It's you know it's I, about Australians yeah. celebrating Indigenous cultures. I don't get the people that were offended no. by. I just don't get it. But anyway, that's and the New Zealanders weren't offended that we didn't play the, the New Zealand national anthem. Well, they they so. said you know out of respect to their brothers right. across the Tasman, they they wouldn't play theirs either. Yeah, which <laughs> you that. know which is fantastic. Um, your turn. Yeah, golden points staying there. <clears throat> <laughs> Indigenous All Stars, Indigenous All Stars. Josh Adokar has replicated the famous anti-racism gesture that Nikki Winmar did in 1993. Did you see yeah, that I at saw the beginning that with of the, the shirt? Yeah. yeah, it was rad. The bloke went on to eloquently and level-headedly explain the action and his views on a f- on the future of Indigenous Australians and their connections to non-Indigenous people so well that he has positioned himself as one of the most popular and powerful spokesmen- spokespeople of anti-racism in this country. The bloke is dead set makes me proud to be an Australian and part of his generation. And you need to get around his socials if you're not already. It's both light-hearted, entertaining, honest and powerful. Yeah, good on him. He's an absolute Blokes legend. I am. Um, yeah. His shaker legs, his all of his things have just taught me so much about indigenous cultures. He's laughing and enjoying the whole process. Yeah. Um and he really is making it less of a like just a, a really embracing thing. He's, he's all about Australia and Australians and and he says we welcome people to the country all the time. I don't understand why people can't welcome us. It's phenomenal. He's he's such a well-spoken without sounding like he's rehearsed. He looks so He's speaking in such a plain, easy to understand Australian kind but of it, way. It comes from the heart. Oh, 100%. He, so he, honest. He means every word. He yeah. feels every word. And I just thought it was beautiful. And and speaking of Australians that or people that make me proud to be Australian, mm. Big T, mate, you sent a football to Papua New Guinea rugby league last week. <laughs> this is not a golden episode. point. It's not a golden point, Nothing. but it's, it's going, it's, it's segueing to my next golden point <laughs> over in Port Moresby. So uh, our friend who you spoke to last week, Matt Church, he's kicked off his career with the PNG Hunters. 
with a 30-12 to 12 win over the Central Queensland Capras in their trial match. Yeah. I actually spoke to Matt during the week and he said he used a squad of 28 in this trial. Um, he, he started with the more experienced guys and they got off to a 20-6 to 6 lead. And then he gave the first year boys more of a chance in that second half. Mm. He says, out of the newer guys, some people to watch out for. So Casey Dixon played well and Stanley Olo impressed as well. Now, oh, I haven't great. heard of these guys, but I want to mm. see these guys come through. Casey scored a try and he made a few half breaks and Stanley scored one as well. Uh, he also set one up. And got some repeat sets, and his talk was apparently fantastic. So obviously one of the best. Talk on field. Talk oh, on field. great, great. Yeah, so he's actually on a train and trial deal. Um, so really looking to impress, and it seems he got off onto the right foot with the coach. So right. now that would be a great story. Except for I asked Matthew Church very politely to send me golden <laughs> points, and he's obviously ignored my request, or or you've. Um, Wooed him in some way. Look, I'm very charismatic, Big yeah. <laughs> You might have the voice, but I've got the charisma, baby, baby. We'll stay, <laughs> stay in Port Moresby, yep. as I like to follow you around the globe at the moment. <laughs> the Bulldogs and the Sharks um, coaching staff, obviously fans of the show, took yep. a trial there. And Canterbury that. secured a 30-18 to 18 win over a youthful Cronulla side in Saturday's historic trial in front of over 10,000 football fanatics. That was really cool. Great crowd. Mm. I reckon it could have been more than that because you never know. They're, they're just yeah, crammed yeah. in at these uh, over at Port Moresby. Um, the only bad thing to come out of that was, did you see Cameron King, poor guy? I know. Oh, and the poor guys. He only just came. He, he's been struggling for a contract for so long. He finally picks one up. He was, only here for a, he was over here for a holiday and then they picked him up. And then... That sad story was injury. He just can't cop, cop a break. I know when he first started, because he started off at the Dragons, and I dead set thought this bloke was going to play Origin for New South Wales. Really? He was that good. Mm. Uh, but just the injuries followed. He ended up playing for Featherston in the UK, found his way back here. Yeah, He was talking to Red Star Belgrade at one stage about right. pulling on the jersey for them as well, but he, he's been all over. Look, he's had a lot of fun playing rugby league, so you know that's obviously fantastic. But, man, the ACL injury... Couldn't come at a worse time for the guy. And the other thing is he invented um, the – he really pushed the movement. Around the same time Footy Smiles started, yeah. he was doing heaps of stuff through Your Random Act. Um, he created an account. He, he was – he there was one day it was really hot. He bought like two cases of water and just drove around finding tradies and handing out bottles of water. And he's just such a genuinely nice guy. Yeah. And he helped – like he really inspired me to do a whole bunch of other stuff of my Random Act stuff and it's all because of him. So, so really all of that's because of Cameron King? Yeah, a lot of that was well. from well, – after him I did lots of things um, – because well, of that, yeah. I honestly believe, like, his career after rugby league, there's going to be something there. I he's going to so. do great things because, yeah. yeah, he's just such a positive dude. Um, golden point, let's go to the Balkan Super League. So, a few weeks ago, we mentioned uh, in this segment that there'd be 11 clubs from five countries taking part in the Balkan Super League number mm. four. Now, the format for the competition has been announced and it's changed. So, last the last three seasons, we've seen a championship format. Uh, but this season, it's going to be more of a Challenge Cup knockout style format. So, you're probably wondering how that works with 11 teams. What's going to happen is round one will be the bottom six seeded teams. They'll play off for a chance for the final eight. Round two will be the final eight. Round three will be the final four. And then it'll be the grand final. So it's only going to be four rounds this week, uh, which is quite different. Did you tell them, because this is one of my things as well, did did you list the countries? I was too busy scrolling through it. I listed them last time. Right. Because, well, I don't remember you saying Herzegovina and Montenegro. I'm just so... Yeah, I yeah. just love that they're in there as well. It's fantastic. I'm um, on Partisan this time. You're on Partisan? I'm not, I know I'm not allowed to say it, but... No, Sandwich Bet, I got Red Star, you got Partisan. I don't want to say Sandwich Bet on Partisan, <laughs> but I just feel like they're due. They won it a few years ago. They said they were building, their juniors are coming up. They are building, and it would be good it's to see... Knockout. It would be good to see Red Star challenged. I'd like to see Ankara do well, the, the Turkish side, the Turkish champions. I think that would be great, but I just can't see anyone beating Red Star. Um, and it's important to note that, uh, like, I'm just glad this competition's back. 
Um, speaking to Colin last year, Colin Claywig, I know that there were some struggles. They tried; to, they had more of a championship-style competition, as you know. Right. Um, and some teams towards the end, they couldn't travel because they just couldn't afford it by the end of the season. Mm. It's very tough over there. They haven't got a major sponsor. So, you know, a lot of these guys are doing it out of love. Uh, they're growing the game, and I'm just glad that, Yes, the format has changed, but I'm glad that the Balkan Super League is still here. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, may it continue to grow. I love a knockout. Anyway, there's constant pressure on every game. It's fantastic. I love that. And it also gives it gives other, t- like, um, struggling teams a better chance because if you can just jag a win, you never get through know. the next Luck round. You of the day, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'm taking us to Hull for some orange action that, since we've been talking so much about the Netherlands. Orange College Craven Park, home of the Hull Kingston Rovers, was a host of a massive triple header in, will host, sorry, a massive triple header in May this year, combining Super League, Reserve Grade and International Rugby League all in one event. Kicking off the day will be international clash between the so many test matches more than the kangaroo Netherlands <laughs> and Sweden. Sweden! Before Hell KR faced defending Premier St. Helens in a Super League clash. And then there's a reserve grade fixture to, cap, fixture to cap it off. The event is on the 31st of May, and I'm backing the Orange Boys to take it for the third time. This is, they've played the Schweden twice and yeah. they've beaten them both times. I think they'll do it as well. And uh, extra reason for anyone out there that's not following us on the socials, we broke that story. So follow us on Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, and Instagram. Um, and then I number. broke it in Golden Points. And then you broke it. Your... You stole it in Golden Points. <laughs> to your but, dismay. Um, all good. Um, golden Point, let's go to Thailand. So the Kingdom of Thailand welcomes two new women's teams. We've and got... us. When are, the, the Kingdom of Thailand welcomes Golden Points. Go. <laughs> I love this. Go. The Eastern Mermaids, they're based out of the Ryong. What a name. On the East Coast. How good is it? The Mermaids. Uh, they're on the East Coast of the Gulf of, of Thailand. And we've got the uh, Pechaburi United side. They're a former Rugby Sevens club. They're based in the south, and these sides will join the Moon River Wildcats and the Bukdarden Bluebirds to make up a four-team competition. I'm loving the names. How good is it? What a comp. We've got to get as much info out of that as we can. I was up the bamboo, but now I'm all over the mermaids, (laughs) up the seaweed. I can't wait to see a mermaid do a play the ball. That's that's (laughs) fantastic. It's going to be great. So, it was the mermaids. It was a name we couldn't pronounce. And then what were the other two? There's the mermaids. There's There's United, the Wildcats. And the bluebirds. Yeah, bluebirds, wildcats. This is excellent. It sounds like something out of a Disney um, high school musical. I'm, I'm just glad to have different names. It's always tigers yes. and dragons and roosters at Nothing the moment. Nothing wrong with those ones, yeah, but go, yes. Go the dragons. Rabbits. <laughs> Rabbits. <laughs> Rabbits all over the place. <laughs> to Tonga, here's a sad one to bring us down. To Tonga, where the IRL mm. have expelled the Tongan National Rugby League from their membership. That's all I've written because I was assuming you might have some more around this, Cubs. Yeah, well, look, I do. I did speak to... Still my golden point. I did speak... Well, I always do, don't I? Yeah, true. Um, I did. I spoke to the, some of the guys from the IRL about this just to see where it was at. Right. So, as we know, Tonga were um, temporarily expelled last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, That's why the Tongan Invitational 13, who beat Great Britain <laughs> and Australia, uh, did some great things. People are a little bit concerned about this. They're like, I've seen a lot of, like... A lot of negativity online, like why would you expel Tonga right. this close to a World Cup? Well, yeah, they've been expelled for the last six months or so, mm-hmm. and they've done some great things. Uh, all it means, it's the Tonga National Rugby League board that has been expelled. Okay. They were given one week, I think it was about a week ago, they were given one week to respond. One, yeah. I spoke to the guys at the IRL this morning, and uh, to their knowledge, there has been no response as of yet. Right. Uh, so what that means, we'll probably find out over the next few days. Uh, and we'll probably get back, if anything does come out of it, we'll be talking about it again next week in greater detail. And all it means is that TNRL just needs to elect a new board and prove that they're better managed. Look, a new board will come into place before a World Cup okay. if the TNRL 
knows what's know, good for don't, him. Don't come, don't come and I don't know about knows what's good for him, but if yeah. they don't come back uh, or if they don't get back to the IRL. Um, to the best of your knowledge, can they still compete in the World Cup without this board in place? Look, you can, anything is possible. Right. They still competed in Oceania and they yeah, competed yeah. against Great Britain. Um, we'll see what happens. I don't think it'll get to that. I think it'll be resolved by then, whether it's a new board or the existing board, yeah. most likely a new board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just need people to apply for Tonga instead of die for Tonga. That was my fun. Okay, <laughs> I can see the T-shirts already. Biggest <laughs> uh, Golden point, let's go to Toronto where your Wolfpack suffered another loss. It was the Battle of the Wolves, actually. Mm. Warrington 32, Toronto 22. This one was actually pretty close. Like there was one point with about like, 10 to go where yeah. there was only a couple of um, penalty goals, the difference. I'm really starting to feel Toronto and uh, feel for Toronto. Um, and, and they're sort of struggling with this, like with injuries and players like Chase Stanley still haven't been able to come back and play because they've, he's got visa issues. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Darcy Lussick still unavailable. So some of their best players are unavailable mm. and we've, they've already got a limited squad, right? Sonny Bill came back after the birth of his child, which mm. was great to see. He played very well. But they're starting. And congratulations, too. Yeah, congratulations, Sonny. That was probably one of your golden points. No. no. <laughs> okay. Um, they, they've had a couple of signings this week, or one major, main signing, Tony uh, Gijo. So he's a French international, played for Catalan last okay. year. He's on a four week loan. So there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of, um, I guess, <laughs> ang- there's a lot of anger in the UK from some of the flat cappers um, about this because he's apparently been signed on an amateur deal. He's not getting much money because they need to fit him under the cap. It's a four week deal. No one knows what happens after that. And this is an international, like, he's a quality player, mm. Tony. So, I'm not sure what's happening there. They've also had Greg Worthington, who has been on loan with the Featherstone Ro- Rovers. They've asked the Rovers if they could have him back for one week, which they obliged, and he came back and played against Warrington. Okay. Um, so, they're sort of hanging in there by the skin of their teeth mm. with, with this limited squad. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. But, look, I think a win is around the corner. They're playing St. Helens next week, so I don't think it's right around the corner. Mm-mm. But it's certainly getting close because they are sort of starting to put it together. And when they hit, they just need to put some wins together when they hit those weaker teams. So when that happens, they can get some confidence. That the, cl- the club will feel better. Morale will change. They just had a big loss with the, one of the guys, the head of football, I think, a head of... Yeah, Brian Noble. He, he resigned or... That's actually part of another golden point. Okay, I'll leave it alone then. Let's yeah. get to it in a sec because I'm going to steal this straight out of... It's screenshot straight out of Instagram. <laughs> At Chasing Kangaroos Pod, Brazil have defeated Peru 30-14, to 14, the first international of 2020. In their first international, earlier Malta won both the junior games against the Latin Heat 28-4 to 4 in the under-19s and 70-4 to 4 in the under-16s, which is why I stole this one, because that score is difficult to endure, those poor bastards. What great work by Malta. Like, lots of good things happen over there. Their juniors, that, well, the juniors based over here doing really well. Um, Bronson Sherry came out of that little system there, so that's yeah, one, there you one go. to remember. You did take that straight off um, Instagram, Instagram, chasing kangaroos Instagram page. So another reason, no regrets, another reason to like the page. But I knew you were gonna, I knew you were gonna do something like that. So I got a little bit more info. Um, I actually reached out to Brazil manager and coach Rob Bergen and Peru boss Jamie Perez. Both we have love been Rob on the show Bergen. Before. He's been on the show before, right? Both have been on the show yeah, before, yeah, yeah. Jamie as well. Uh, I wanted them to select their man of the match from their respective teams for us. Because I know a few weeks ago we spoke about yeah, our an award. Golden Roo Chasing Award. Mm. I still don't know what that's going to mean. The Golden Roo. The Golden Roo Chaser. That's not bad. I don't know what it is. But like, I, we still need to figure it out because I don't want it to be a Golden Boot 
replacement. It needs to mm. be something else. The so, GRC, Golden Rune Chess, isn't it? The bad? GRC yeah. Award. Golden, yeah, the GRC Award. But I want to sort of get that started. So I asked these guys for their man of the match. Mm. Winner will get two points. Loser will get one. And according to um, Brazil coach Rob Bergen, he said that Mark Jackson, their prop, he played 70 minutes, uh, was their man of the match. He's represented Brazil in rugby union before, and his family's from Notori, from across the bay in Rio. Uh, he plays club footy here in Australia for the Forestville for, uh, Ferrets. Well. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and for Peru, so Jamie's man of the match was Andy Patches, who impressed on his debut. So that's really good. He doesn't have a club, a local club. Uh, but yeah, his first game for Peru was a good one, apparently. And I went to school with an Andy Patches, but I don't think it's him. God, I, I hope it's him. It's definitely not, because he'd be... We don't need to know your age, yep. but the, that would be so great, <laughs> uh, especially because then there'd be all this um, chat around it being rigged. All your school buddies are all oh, of a sudden no, getting all like, these hey, points. You're going to get going. <laughs> <laughs> see what here it comes. The other good thing to come out of that was a good crowd turned up on the day down in Liverpool and 22,000 or close to 22,000 watched it on Facebook. Wow. Uh, which was really cool. Sc- scrappy game from all reports. A lot of knock-ons in that first half. Right. Uh, but, man, just good to see Br- Brazil playing Peru, right? Mm-hmm. Did I just hijack that golden point? No, no, no. I just did. I just set you up and then now uh, you've got to do another one. Golden point. Let's go back to Ottawa, back to Canada. Uh, so according to the mole uh, on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I don't often think I don't often believe what this guy says, but I've had you know some quiet com- confirmation from some friends over there. He said that the RFL have notified clubs that Ottawa will join League One in 2021. Wow! Uh, this has been confirmed by a few insiders, as I've mentioned, and we're just awaiting official confirmation. Now, what's interesting? You already mentioned Brian Noble, Toronto Wolfpack uh, coaching director. They mutually parted ways. Yep. Uh, last week. The talk is that Noble will be popping up at Ottawa for yeah, a similar yeah. role. Uh, no word on New York City yet. A lot of people are asking me that question mm. through the hitting me up, sliding into the DMs. <laughs> uh, but we don't know yet. But Ottawa looking incredibly likely for yeah. 2021. And I'd be happy for people to slide from the Wolfpack to Ottawa to try and prop them up. As long as the Wolfpack don't disappear on us. It's going to be interesting to see because we're going to have two clubs in Canada. One that is very much about their brand and getting rugby league recognised mm. in their country mm. and another that is more about development of rugby league in their country. Mm. And I think the two together are going to work really well. Yeah, I hope so. To Greece, where their women's side will play their second international and first at home. How good is that? Against Serbia in Larissa in the, on the 11th of April. Their inaugural test match was in Edrin, Turkey, last September. Great to see the Greek ladies playing on home soil. Yeah. That brings me to my golden point about Greece. So, a, a, there's been a few articles circulating this week about um, the Greek Rugby League Association being taken to court by the Hellenic Pentathlon. God. Uh, uh, this ongoing saga. Yeah. But um, as I understand it, this is the final case and part of a motion which, was com- which commenced with the old Hellenic Pentathlon regime. I'm not going to mention his name, but anyone that's listened to this for a while knows who the dickhead is from over there. He's trying to ruin rugby league. Use our own. Use our own. Use my own. I don't mean to. (laughs) I don't don't want to get a court case on you, Big T. (laughs) Uh, But we know there's a new government in place now, and I believe that the GRLA uh, GRLA has verbal assurance that Pentathlon will not even show up on the court date, which would mean that the case is thrown out. Now, we we can't be too sure until it actually happens, so let's keep our fingers crossed, and hopefully they will let Greece play. Hashtag let Greece play. Good to see mm. the girls playing there on home soil this year because that, to me, says that good things are happening and Greece will be 
back in full force on the way to this World Cup. Speaking of Pasa Yuburica, because we're still in Greece, where the Greek <laughs> Rugby League welcomed this week the formation of a third women's rugby league team with the launch of the Athen Raidettes. The Raidettes, so the sister club Raidettes. Athens Raiders. How yeah. is it? Why, why don't more teams do this? Like, I don't understand why the NRLW Dragons aren't the, the Flames or the Dragons. Oh, the Flames. Or, but, like, like the if the Sharks have a team, it sh- they should be the Mermaids. The tigers should be the what's a female tiger? <laughs> uh, I don't know. There are, there are tigers. No, tigers. I know, but the, surely they're yeah. They're just called female tigers. They're the more aggressive ones, the female ones. So I'd I'd hope that the the West female tigers. Yeah, aggressive female tigers. <laughs> that got a laugh from Mercho, which I like. He's paying attention, which is good. But uh, I just want, I want to see more of this. The Raidettes, I love it. And, uh, yeah, good, good on them. Three mm. teams in Greece. So, our golden point over to the Americas. So, the Americas Championship dates and locations have been confirmed. Dang it. Um, we've kind of already spoken about this in the past, but now it's official. Yeah. Uh, Jamaica will host the USA, Canada in Chile. So, November 10, we're going to see uh, Jamaica versus Chile, uh, USA versus Canada. Then on November, there'll be a third-place playoff for the losers and there'll be the final for the winners. Uh, there's also going to be a, a USA Women's in Jamaica uh, playoff as well. They'll be playing a two-game series on those dates yep. as part of this event. Uh, the Canada Ravens will miss out uh, to focus on their World Cup preparations for next year. Which is fair enough. Yep. I'm on Jamaica for the women and I'm on Canada for the blokes. I'm on USA for the women and I'm on Jamaica for the men. Yeah, oh, I'd love it. Yeah. What a good mix. Sandwich bet. Um, back to Port Moresby. Oh, yeah. Where local boy, Samson talked his way through security, suggesting that he was a ball boy. How cool was this kid? He took the role of T, <laughs> like the T boy, and met the entire team in the process because he just kept running on the field of the T. Much to the surprise and delight of the squad, particularly after getting a photo with Hopawadi. Guys, golden point, Spain. So a couple of announcements from Spanish club Valencia Hurricanes last week. So after hosting the Featherstone Rovers for a trial in January, are they going to travel to the UK to face the Rochdale Hornets in June? And then later in June, they're going to travel to the Philippines for a match against the North Luzon Headhunters in Manila. And this will be a week after Spain take on the Philippines in Manila as well. Uh, So that's fantastic. And I've heard that won't be all. A little birdie tells me that there may be one or two more matches uh, for Valencia in the works for 2020. Can't say anything yet. You're also more than welcome to send me golden points as well, Spain, if you want. You don't have to say just the Cubs. Um, (laughs) Hold on. There was Headhunters and there was another ex-Hornets. These are great rugby league names. How good is it? So great. <laughs> um, speaking of great rugby league names, to North Sydney Oval. Oh, yeah. Andrew Johns and Brad Fittler believe that North Sydney Oval should host more first grade matches in the future after it was announced that the Sydney Roosters will play an NRL game there this year. I love this idea. I hate parking there. Yep. But can I also just quietly say that the Sydney, I mean, you said it before, we're going to be jealous of this Sydney Roosters club. Yeah. Both on and off the field at the moment. They're doing the stu- amazing things. The stuff they did in Adelaide, now the stuff that they're doing in North Sydney, they're like the little club that could. They've got all of this power and winning success, and they're not just holding on to it and yeah. you know not letting anyone in. They are spreading the good word of rugby league to as many places as they could. And didn't they last year in America buy a billboard and say world champions of rugby league? I don't know if the Roosters did that or the NRL did that, but like certainly, Either the, way. certainly the fact that their brand's out there. I, I know- Because um, there are no Roosters in the NFL or the, or I, or the ice hockey. Definitely no Roosters. There's plenty in rugby league, but none none, <laughs> none in America. Um, but I, they're doing incredible things, and for their brand in particular. Yeah. Um, I, I was listening to a podcast this morning, The Ice Project, with uh, Isaac John, and he was speaking to a uh, all-black rugby union player who I've- Never heard of, right. but he's apparently a fantastic rugby union player. And uh, so, Ice asked him, would you play 
rugby league, would you convert to rugby league one day? He said 100% and it would have to be for a club like the Roosters. Yeah, isn't that amazing? The, you know what I mean? So yeah. like this brand. He can see culture and the All Blacks breathe culture. Well, to want to, for an All Black to want to play for the Roosters, that's yeah. got to say something. Now, granted, I don't know who the guy is, yeah. um, but I'm not a rugby union fan. Yeah. So, but he's uh, important yeah. enough to be on that podcast. So. Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. Our golden points. Let's go to Albania. So, Albanian club Tirana, they're close to joining the Greek Rugby League domestic competition, oh. which is really cool. You remember I spoke about Arnaldo Tello a couple of weeks ago, the guy that, uh, that oh, yeah, travelled yeah, 2,500 mm. Ks to play a game of rugby league in Greece. Well, he's behind this club, or one of the guys behind this club, uh, and the GRLA, they've okayed the idea. Tirana are just trying to build up some sponsorship uh, to make it a definite. So, love it. Yeah. Lo- love that guy. Wish, wish all your success in the world to him. I, I just love that Greece for all the issues they've had are now not only growing the game in their country, but yeah. in Albania as well. It's fucking beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, to South Africa, where well, the fixtures for the MEA have been announced. We keep talking about this one, but we've got more and more detail. The current holders, Nigeria will face Lebanon for the first time and host South Africa will have an inaugural encounter with last year's runner-up Morocco on a doubleheader semi-final on the 13th of October. Third place and final we played a few days later on the 17th. I'm on Nigeria. It's good to see all of this and... Um I'm on. Just I'm love in, how well organised it is. It is good. The only, the way only, in advance. Well, the only comp of its kind that we haven't really heard much about is Oceania now. So I'm starting to hear snippets that New Zealand will obviously play Tonga in that rep weekend, right? Uh, in that Origin Two weekend, mm-hmm. uh, New Zealand will obviously play to- uh, Fiji later on, and Tonga will pay- play Fiji later on in the season. But dates haven't been confirmed, so mm. I'm hoping there's a everyone final else is sorted except for this end of the world. But look, it's it's good to see. It's yeah. good to see at least that so that's all happening. I'm on Nigeria. Who do you like? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Lebanon in that one. Oh, you're great. Yeah. Um, Golden Point Malta. I'm starting to get a little bit worried here, Big T. I've got a few left. Uh, heavy Woolen. So they're a representative under 23 side from Northern England. <laughs> you're raising your eyebrows <laughs> at me. I can't wait. I'm going to lose. Uh, they, tra- they traveled and toured Greece last March and they'll be doing their thing in Malta on April 4 when they take on the Malta 13 side uh, over there. Malta will be made up of mostly domestic players, which is great because we see their heritage guys yep. play a lot here in Australia, which yep. is fantastic, but good to see. Uh, the domestic guys getting a chance to play some more rugby league. I hear there will be a few heritage players from abroad likely to take part, but watch this space. We'll give some more info as it comes. Now, you spoke about the great kingdom of Thailand before. Yeah. Well, let's go to Fairfield, where Vietnamese children aged between 4 and 12 years old will take part in a tri-league program for cultural for culturally and linguistically diverse communities at Avery Park, Fairfield. Excitingly, another program for children of Indian descent will commerce at Neptune Park in Reesbury. I personally can't wait for there to be a new one or a Sundeep being called by Ray Warren That's or Vossie awesome. soon. Yeah. I just also love the new idea of the a culturally linguistic diverse communities. This is a normal, this is called CAD. It's a normal NRL thing that they do now. So rad that they're trying to bring people into this community by at such a everyone who talks about how much they love rugby league, it's because you're just playing with your friends, is often yeah. how they say when they're a kid. And so, that the fact that they can help these communities or give these communities a space so they can do this kind of stuff and create relationships like this, so rad. The NRL or the New South Wales Rugby League, I know they're, they're, they've found that in recent times, and this is from speaking to people from the organization, but they found that in recent times, a lot of the traditional rugby league heartland. So Fairfield is a place where, you know, there's a lot of Parramatta supporters and I grew up in Fairfield, a lot of St. George supporters, plenty of rugby league fans. But as more, as the, the cultural population changes, then it's harder to find rugby league support there. Yeah. So they're, 
taking these initiatives, actually helping the community, yeah, and and giving them a sport to love as well, yeah, um, and it's helping them in so many ways, and it's helping the New South Wales Rugby League and the NRL as well. It's yeah. fantastic. Every park that's actually where I first played. Uh, junior league as well. Wow! So for the Cobras? No, that, that was actually oh, for Mounties at the time. It. Yeah, Cobras was uh, wow. was elsewhere, but I had a few junior clubs. So yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll learn more about Cubs as we as go. We learn. I think. But also, I just love that it not only connects them to each other and their community, their immediate community, but by playing rugby league or knowing more about football, it connects them to the greater rug- like Australian community as well. It's smart. Yeah, I just like the idea of a new one playing for. <sighs> New one now. New one takes yeah. the ball. <laughs> I love it. Um, Golden Point. Let's go to the NRL. So Brisbane too. Uh, Brisbane too seems yeah. to be back on the agenda. <laughs> I've read a bunch of stories this week. Worst I, name. Well, the Brisbane Bombers. Worst name. I I hope they don't get a shot because I hate their name, and I'm really sorry to. Uh, it's my, an AFL stitch up. I don't want an but AFL. But why is it? Why Bombers? I don't get it. It's, it's alliteration. I, I, guess. I had, but I had the same thing with the Gold Coast Titans. I'm like, why aren't you yeah. the Dolphins or the yeah. like? Just if you're going to take an NFL team, the Dolphins is much better. Uh, Titans makes no sense for that town, and yeah. I just yeah, to me, Brisbane Bombers makes no sense. Yeah. Apologies if there's anyone from the Bombers organization listening. But if you are, come on the we show. We love your idea. It. It's just yeah. the bo- yeah. that's just the bombers part. But they've come out and I said- I prefer that- Brisbane boomerangs. So if you want to keep going with alliteration, yeah. a- almost any- not anything but bombers, but bombers is too afl for me. Yeah, and it, uh, to me it doesn't make sense. It yeah. just doesn't make sense at all. Bombers have come out and said that they want Bellamy as their inaugural Which coach. Which I love. Which that would be obviously make a lot of sense and be fantastic. The other thing is that North Sydney Bears have come out. They said they're open to a relocation, which of course they are. They yeah. always come out and say that. But I, I think the Brisbane Bears, if you want alliteration, could work. So great. And also, Burley Bears is already up there. Burley Bears is on the Gold Coast. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I want to see the black black and red back yeah. in the NRL because I think they're great colours, colours that yeah. Are, yeah, together. Speaking of black and red, Redcliffe Dolphins are the other ones who are the favourites. So, uh, yeah. uh, more of a North Brisbane. Not sure if they'd call themselves Redcliffe or mm. if they'd be Brisbane Dolphins or North Brisbane Dolphins or mm. what. I, lo- I like that idea probably the most because... I just like the fact that they've been established for a long time in the yeah. Queensland Cup. They're, they're a great club. They've got great facilities, great history. They've already got a massive supporter base. To me, it makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of problems Queensland Rugby League has if they, if they do something like that because I think the Queens, I mean, so many of those are feeder clubs of the Broncos, but I think particularly the Dolphins are mm. a big part of the Broncos organisation. So they're going to have to completely change how they do their... Well, things need to change, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. But look, we're all for Brisbane too, uh, and it's going to be really interesting to see how it comes out. Maybe there's a whole episode in that one day. Yes. Now, speaking of things that are working well, to Randwick Barracks, where the NRL Schools to Work program um, has students enjoy a social networking experience playing touch football with potential employers and rugby league legends. More than 30 Indigenous graduates um, of the School to Work South Cares Nanga Mai Mari programs participated in the third annual Benelong Cup. 14 teams took part among uh, mounting 170 players, including retiring NRL greats Preston Campbell, William Mason, Greg Inglis, Cliffy Lyons, you massive legend, and Jeff Tuvey, as well as having fun tossing the steed around, program um, graduates got their foot in the door of business. The event is organised by Benelong Energy Services, which is co-founded by Manly Great uh, Lions, Gavin Sheen and Steve Freeman. It raised almost $25,000 for Indigenous charities, um, the South Cares and Cowboys House. Over 450 schools to work programs completed the HSC last year, making it a very impressive 96% achievement rate. This is obviously a fantastic program and we encourage people to look into it if they want to support it or even to get into it to go and use it if you need the support to get through school. I'm loving your community stuff that you bring into <laughs> Golden Points, Big T. It's fantastic. Golden Point to Ghana. 
And uh, round two of the Ghana Nines took place last weekend. Hey. I feel like we're just speaking about round one. It happens every month now. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, you may remember the Bulls won the first round. Yes. And the second round goes to the Scholars Rugby Club. So, oh. the Scholars beat the Bulls 13-8, the Pirates 8-5, Panthers 17-10, and they went undefeated to win the day. So, uh, yeah, Scholars winning round two. Good for them. Now, uh, my last one, which I think means you win because you also started. I got, so, two, I got two more. So, thank you. Congratulations. Well, I'm going to take my time because this is a big one. <laughs> to New South Wales Rugby League HQ, where there was nothing but good news from the NSWRL annual general meeting. It has gone through its most successful season in history on and off the field. How good was this? Wins included. And hold on, because it's like a mega list. Yeah, go for it. Record commercial revenue, helping deliver a surplus of $2.16 million. Boom. The the men's New South Wales Blues and the women's set of origin team won their respective origin campaigns. How good was that? The New South Wales women's under 18 won their inaugural origin match. Keep keep going, Big T. The under 20s, (laughs) the New South Wales Wheelchair Rugby League team and the New South Wales Pioneers have also registered wins over Queensland. It gets better. New South Wales Rugby League and the Country Rugby League United, which was something that no one ever thought would happen. Yep. Multi-million dollar New South Wales Rugby League Centre of Excellence opened. Canterbury Club New South Wales record of 10% increase in television ratings on Nine, Gem and Fox League and on Fox Sports. Oh, that's so good. More of the grand final from that comp between Newtown Jets and Wentworth Magpies returned the highest ever ratings with an average audience of 129,783 and a peak audience of just over 215,000 people watching that one game. The Jets, representing New South Wales a week later, went on to win the NRL State Championship against the Burley Bears. So New South Wales just couldn't stop winning. Rugby League participants, you think that was good at also ground level? <laughs> Rugby League grass, I mean grass, what do they, they call it? Grassroots. Grassroots, yeah. that's what they love to call it. Rugby League participation continued to grow across the state, showcased by women's participation, continuing to wreck its record of impressive growth with an additional 2,400 females registering to play in 2019 to take the total to almost 17,000. 1,200 girls, and so it's just New South Wales for the win last year. They killed it. I, I ran out of, like, excited sounds halfway through <laughs> that. I just like, when is he, how long does this go for? Yeah. So much good stuff. That was worth three golden points in stuff, so I win. That was fantastic. Oh, I don't know about that, <laughs> but it was fantastic. I love the ratings thing. I love the, like, the, the profit. The yeah. fact that I, and I think that has a lot to do with New South Wales and Country Rugby League coming together. Yeah. But the fact that the NRL have announced like 12.5 million profit last year, New South Wales Rugby League have announced profit. Who knows? Queensland Rugby League, maybe. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But Rugby League's making money in this country. Yeah. And uh, I'm just hoping some of that gets diverted to some developing nations as well because that would be really yeah. cool. Well, I mean, the Fiji episode that hopefully is happening, there we might hear something about that. But the um, the fact that it is getting diverted into women's football and, and New South Wales Canterbury Cups, fantastic. So good. Uh, golden point. Um, let's go to Turkey. Speaking of development, so the Katakoi Bulls, they're the under-18s champions after defeating the Kindara Rugby Club uh, 26-22 in the grand final over there. So that's really good. The Bulls, great club, uh, former champions at the top level. Um, and, yeah, doing some great things over there in Turkey. And my final golden point, because I know it's been a long one, but what it, we had to have a what long a great golden one. point after, after I was away last week. Final golden point and a big thank you to Scotland Rugby League boss Keith Hogg for emailing me during the week with an interesting fact. Oh. He asked me, did you know that Scotland's wheelchair rugby league captain, Jay Anderson, who was nominated for the wheelchair golden boot recently, is a woman. Awesome. I did not know that. So um, I I sort of thought that they're all men who were nominated. Of course. I, di- I didn't even realise that women and men were 
playing wheelchair in the same team as well. Right. But that's been confirmed. It's 2020 carbs. We've got to get our head around no, this. It's fantastic. Everywhere. I love yeah. it. I absolutely love it. And thank yeah. you to Keith for, for bringing that to our attention. Of course, if, and you if have, anyone wants to send me those kind of nuggets. send some stuff to Big T because <laughs> uh, I, can't, I can't stop winning the yeah. Golden Point. Nah, come on, man. It's great. No, you're but, the um, Sydney Roosters of Golden Points. It's killing me. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I love it, Big T, man. Yeah. What a great episode. We've got to say thanks to you guys for listening. Like, thank you for all the feedback that we get. Mm-hmm. Thank you for those who share us. On, on the socials, on Twitter, Facebook, yeah. and Instagram. We really appreciate the support. We love hearing from you guys as well. So keep the messages, keep that support coming. It's just absolutely fantastic. And also, Carbs often talks about this being more than a podcast and, and also a community. So all those people who got around the football sending um, stuff to Matt Church and everyone, the PNG, that's that, one of the biggest reasons why the podcast exists. So pl- thanks to all those people who did it. Anyone who's still thinking about it, Please go and help PNG. Absolutely sensational. Big mm. thanks to Ricky Cancino, Ash Barco for our music. Big thanks to our man Mercho for sitting here pretending to like rugby league as he listens to <laughs> us talk about it for hours on end. Mm. Uh, Big T, thanks for, for being here, mate. Love, love having you with me right. on the Chasing Kangaroos podcast. And fuck you, Nagati. Drive safe home. <laughs>